Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. How's it going? It's pretty good. Just uh, stressed out of my mind with like a lot of things going on. But the <laughs> as I just told you before we hit record, like the stuff that I can control, that's kind of like the stuff that's on my plate is going pretty well. But it seems good. like there's a lot of stuff like going on around me that's like stressful. Well, I'm, I'm glad we set aside an hour to just chat instead of working <laughs> on those things. <laughs> you know, you're stressed like the you see little signs, right? The other day when I was I was going to lock our door to our apartment and I took out my car key and like clicked the lock button on the car key. It's like, wait, <laughs> this is not going to work here. You're like, wait, uh, yeah, I did the wrong. Uh, that's my brain it's is like, clearly not wired correctly yeah, right now. shortcut it somehow <laughs> uh, today i left without my backpack for work which is not i don't know how the stuff like that happens but some sort mm -hmm. of shortcut happens and you just yeah, leave. yeah it's like when you're a parent and you just you just blurt out one of the names of one of your kids <laughs> because your brain can't t take the time to figure out which name you should actually be saying terrible thing. i mean it's worse when you only have one kit and you still say the wrong name <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right do you have any pets is that an excuse <laughs> like uh, nephews and stuff like that yeah. they all kind of look great. the same you know They're babies yeah yeah no it's <laughs> uh it's good well you're making it man congrats you're a founder with a kid and that's that's not easy nah that's uh good and bad things about it for sure cool how are you doing um i'm doing well i'm um just sort of thinking through decisions about the business and uh i think kind of coming up towards the end of our runway and figuring out you know what exactly we want to do and obviously just a lot of big decisions there in terms of timing um so I think that's, I, I know that's consuming a lot of mental RAM. I think my strategy with this business has been invested all in, invested all in products because, you know, I want to go, it's definitely a go big, go home strategy. I, I actually have found a lot of, it sounds really weird, but like I found a lot of um, clarity in that as opposed to the keep every door open, do whatever it takes to survive another day, kind of bootstrapper mentality. Um, even though we don't have unlimited runway, for sure. I mean, nobody has unlimited runway, but even though we don't have a ton of runway, I've definitely had more of a keep investing heavily in product um, mantra cadence uh, about the business. And I think that's been right. And I'm, I think it's paying off now in terms of the product is where I've said this a couple podcasts ago. It's it's matching the vision I had for it, right? At least in terms of its fundamentals. But that comes at the price of okay. So you know that delayed a bunch of hustle and sales and marketing effort, and also just pricing it low. You know, it it takes a lot of sales to move the needle, as you know. So it's it's one of those things too where you now have um or we now have just a lot of volume that we need to do to build this into a 
profitable business or even a break-even business. And so I think all that stuff's just been on my mind. Maybe I slipped into my update, but since you asked. (laughs) Well, it's all entangled. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's 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 what's been on my mind from a business standpoint for the last week or so. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's in a good way, but also just realistic about what should we work on for the next few months. Um, and I think we've got that pretty well figured out, but um, yeah, it's interesting. There's, there's not a lot of paths that involve us getting to break even in like the next N months before we run out of runway, you know, so... Because so, getting to break even would require like thousands of customers, thousands right? and thousands of customers, right? Exactly. So, which we know doesn't happen typically doesn't happen in less than six months, right? <laughs> it's, um, you rarely go from zero to four thousand customers or whatever in that period of time. So, and as a team of three, that's what we need to do. So, um, so yeah, I mean, intentionally so, and I'm really happy with the product, and I think the product has much more potential than if I had stopped working on the language or I had stopped developing features or Giles had started working fewer hours. Like I'm really, really excited about the product and where it's going, but it's also just, um, puts, you know, external pressure on us to come up with a plan that works in the time frame we have. And, uh, yeah, thinking a lot about that. What should we do? <laughs> Has your, the way you've been thinking about it basically been, it doesn't it makes no sense to switch focus to marketing before we have the the, the before the product is right like in theory like because you made some pretty insane product bets yeah <laughs> so when you look back just a year yeah but totally um if you took the money last time you raised money and just invested it all in marketing mm-hmm. like you didn't think that that was going to lead you to the right place right like you Right, right. When I when when we raised some um, seed debt in 2020, both times it was we haven't figured out the product yet. Let's extend our runway by 12 months or so and figure out the product. And if we can't figure out the product in 12 months, we probably shouldn't keep going. <laughs> um, but if we do figure it out, then we should. And I think we figured it out. It figured it out in six or seven months, right? Um, if I had just decided in December of last year that with the seed debt we raised, I was going to shift and shift into sales and marketing only, you know, the product pricing we had at the time was hundred, our average revenue per account was about $143 per month. So it was more of a, I wouldn't say heavyweight SaaS, but it was definitely less of a eight, 10, 12, $15 a month product and more of a 49, 99, 149 actually 249 kind of product. And so each customer moved the needle more, but then we also started to experience churn. We started to realize that customers wanted us to be super engaged and like doing services for them. And so it was a really heavy engagement with each client, which wasn't profitable, right? So I think what we figured out is a product that's actually profitable at the customer level, even though the price is 10 times less because the service burden is infinitely less maybe me a thousand i don't even know what you put on it it's just basically zero 
uh, near zero. So that's a much more scalable product, but it's at the expense of, you know, you could get one consulting client that consumes 60 hours of your time a week and you're break even, right? And so it's like, well, what do you, what kind of business do you want to build here, guys? Um, and we chose the product-led business, but it's definitely requires more investment up front and therefore more runway, more capital. So um, I don't regret that at all, but I, I think um, we're here now. <laughs> and so it begs the question of what's next. So what's next? <laughs> what is next? Yeah, so maybe maybe get into the weeds a little bit instead of the big picture, what's next. I, I think the big picture, what's, what's next, we're, we're figuring out. But down in the ground level, we are figuring out the onboarding and activation for the product, I think, in a, in a major way. You know, we originally threw people into a blank canvas and said, build. And like only the most gifted people, and I would call them basically developers, knew how to do something with that mm -hmm. blank IDE screen, if you will, and be like, oh, I'll just start writing code. And then we gave people like a really heavy handed instruction thing, which is just like 50 slides. I mean, it's almost kind of like cringy now looking back, like, of course, that wasn't going to work. But we were like, how do we get people to do something? And we scrapped that. And then we introduced a much lighter weight version. And we threw them into a template. And then we launched templates. And now we're going like, wait a minute. The new version is going to be a home screen. Very, very much like opening up Google Docs or Google Sheets more on the nose and having at the top, you know, blank sheet or a budget template or a project template or a calendar, whatever template, um, a mortgage template at the top. You've got your templates at the top and then at the bottom, you've got, of course, all your documents. So that's what we're working on right now. And Giles has been working on for several days and giving people a first run experience then where they get put into that home screen and they see the templates that we offer right at the top and they can just choose from one of those and it just copies that into their into their account and they start using that template right away like i think that's going to work for many more people than the developer experience on the one hand which is a complete blank slate or hey we're going to force you to use this kind of tutorial template that doesn't really do what you want it to do, but it teaches you a bunch of stuff. So we're trying to find that sweet spot in the middle where we're now going to bring all the educational sort of elements of the tutorial board that we have right now, but bring it into context or use case specific templates. So it, it will be a runway template, which is maybe what's top of mind for you. But in that runway template, we're going to teach you how to use the product. And in the cash flow template, we're going to teach you how to use the product. And in the hiring plan template. So each template is still going to be like a Summit 101. But at least it's 101 in the context of the question you're trying to answer for your business. And yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. You know, But that's kind of a good example of the thing we're spending time on right now because we want to improve our activation rates. You know, and it's not going to improve top of funnel, but I think it, it's going to allow us to scale top of funnel with confidence and know that, hey, if we do manage to double or triple or quadruple our traffic, like our activation rates are going to be what we want, you know? Um, so that's where we're at right now on the ground is 
focusing on the onboarding experience, which is nice. It's almost like you had left. You had you started out with Tailwind, just a CSS framework, no documentation, <laughs> no anything. But it's really powerful for the for the few people that know. <laughs> yeah, and then um, you added documentation. But then when people read the documentation, they were like, "Oh, I actually have. To, I still have to learn CSS to use this. It's just an easier way to use CSS, mm. and a better way to use it." And then you added Tailwind UI, which is what made yeah. everyone switch to Tailwind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With I mean, basically, the components. Point, exactly, getting to the point where you're like, "Oh." Uh, if you want to fiddle around with cash flow or runway or PL, why should you have to build anything? Just come here and just change these numbers. And a lot of people will get familiar with the product just by changing the numbers. And then like learn, oh, I, I don't want to just use this the way it is, right? I don't want to just use this tailwind UI component the way it is. I want to put in another component or I want to just change this drop down to whatever. And then people can start to learn. So exactly, I think it's that's a good metaphor. It's um, have you checked out June yeah. ever? the The analytics platform is like one of the hot YC companies right now. No, I haven't. They run they run on top of Segment, which we use for tracking events, anyways. And then hmm. we because we pipe them in from Segment into UserList, for example. Hmm. So they um, they're basically in layer on top of that. They they read through all your Segment events and then they build out these. Um, basically profiles for your users it's actually kind of how i uh, mm. used and abused user list in the in the early days because i really i huh. took i joke that i took the user list name very uh literally <laughs> and <laughs> so i used user list before i even send any emails just for the the actual list of users <laughs> yeah and, but for june like that's actually their bread and butter like they they do stats and but the, it's the same data that goes into user list for us that also goes into June. So it's really nice. You can just, you know, you yeah. just add on one of these SASs and it just sits on top of segment. You don't really That's need cool. to change anything in your code. Yeah. Um, but one of the first things you see when you log into the tool is they have these reports, which are templates as well, like mm -hmm. active users, monthly active those, users, yeah. weekly active users, and all this yeah. stuff, right? Funnels and stuff yep. like that. So, but because just seeing a list of all the segment events isn't really super helpful you when you talk to the the i i had a like a onboarding call with the the founder and he was like like he he's he sent me like templates that were relevant to the kind of SaaS that we are and the kind of like the where we are in our lifetime and or life cycle or whatever like where we are on our mm -hmm. journey so mm -hmm. You probably don't worry about X right now, but here's like a report that'll help you understand this thing that you need right now while you're in early access or whatever. Like, but it's really, yep. really helpful. Um, yeah. So this is what I was thinking next is that we take this very broad platform. I'll call it that for a second because I think it make more sense and really bundle templates and integrations into sort of reasonable. Uh, yeah, reasonable bundles, reasonable packages, right? And say, if you're an e-commerce merchant, a Shopify integration plus a Summit template that helps you understand inventory flows and cash flow and maybe sales forecasting with seasonality built in, that's a very reasonable set of templates and an integration that makes sense. And you kind yeah. of put that together and say, now if you're... 
Then you go a level deeper and you're like, well, are you a tiny store or are you a big store with a lot of complicated things? I think similarly, if you're an early stage founder, there's probably a set of three or four summit templates that make a ton of sense to just start using to answer specific Mm -hmm. questions about fundraising or this or that. But then like a series A, series B startup, they're going to want a hiring plan that's much more complicated in terms of how it generates results or answers than you are. You know, yours is, if I hire this person on this date, what happens to my runway? Somebody else might say, well, if my customers grow at this rate, who do I need to hire and when? And it's a very different model. And I think we could start to build these little packages or applications around personas. It's like you are a blank. Here is a summit app, quote unquote, with templates and integrations that make sense for you right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. For me, like the way the two questions that I always use summit to answer is when are we going to run out of money given X? Mm -hmm. And is this a realistic outcome <laughs> like if mm. if i if i think like could we get to this stage or something like that i'm like let's see what that would actually require like mm-hmm. what do i need like what do i need to put in here before i get that outcome and if it's like well then you need to grow 200 percent month over month for the next three years is probably not super realistic <laughs> but if it's like right, you need right. to grow 10 percent month over month for two years then it's like oh that's actually super doable yeah yeah exactly so and, and those those are very different concerns than what's top of mind for that e-commerce merchant or for a you know a series a or a funded startup or heavily funded whatever and so or a small business owner a coffee shop down the road and those are all very different personas but i think we i know that we already have quite a few personas already in our user base and so rather than trying to build one size fits all templates, even starting to build these targeted ones that really resonate with you based on your stage and role at a company feels really good. Like some people are thinking a lot more about marketing spend and Google ad campaigns and all these things than you are, you know, and so having just right. templates that built out for social media marketing makes uh, makes a lot of sense. But for you, it'd be like clutter. You don't you don't want or need all of that, you know. Um, so thinking about these things a lot and, uh, yeah, I think, um, that's kind of where we're at. It's, uh, we also had a really great day last week. We added three new subscribers in one day, which was like, yeah, you know, sometimes things clump together. That's randomness for you. (laughs) And then, you know, next day is fewer, but, um, I sense momentum meaning those people we had a lot of you know new people start using the product and then five six seven days later we had these conversions and some other ones and so uh and we've had very little churn so far we've had one one cancellation since we uh started billing in july and uh that feels good because the customer keep going up and the cancellation was just sort of i don't know a little bit of a one-off so um feels good man it feels like the product is good it just needs more (laughs) you know and that goes back to the beginning what i was talking about i want to feed this you know i want to feed this more so yeah shoveling all the coal or wood or whatever you want to say onto this little fire (laughs) nice yeah how are you doing man yeah i mean as i said like it 
it's and i said last week like it's still things are still feeling good well we didn't record last week because i was on vacation so that was nice we went to this island in denmark that's pretty far from the rest of denmark it's in the in the baltic baltic hmm. uh, sea so it's there's actually really interesting history there it was occupied by russia after the second world war and those people didn't really when the rest of denmark was freed uh, from the germans uh the russians moved in and those people didn't really know if they were ever going to be part of denmark again um, oh, wow. but it only lasted for a year but it's really interesting a lot of interesting history there and it's just the nature there is very different from the rest of Denmark. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. Got to see some cool things and hang out with the family and did a little work in the mornings and the evenings, which felt good. I love doing that. I've heard other people say that as well. Like, I feel yeah. I've, I'm more able to relax <laughs> if I know I've got a, just a little bit done and I oh, like for urgent sure. emails and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't start waking it's, up until 5 a.m. until I had kids. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, one or two hours of work. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good all day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah so that was cool. Um, feeling, still feeling some good traction. Like it's still, like this is still a long way. Like I, I told Bjorn today, like I definitely feel like a ball has started to roll, but it like it, it needs to roll really far <laughs> before mm. this works. But um, I believe it. I think I've yeah. used this metaphor before, but like I like to think like I, I like to think about the scene in the Lord of the Rings when they're in the mines and Pippin he pushes something into a well, yes. and then you just start <laughs> to hear the boom, yeah, boom. And like That's ten minutes later, it just the orcs just storm everything. But uh, yeah. I hope the orcs are coming. <laughs> I guess the good, the good or right, 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 right. Maybe you want Gandalf on the hill with the shining light staff or something like that. <laughs> Depends on who you see yourself as. The riders. That's right. And Lord that's of the right. Rings. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be more concrete, um, we've had close to thirty trials start this uh, month, which is. Last month was good as well because we launched. So that gave like a big boost. Um, mm -hmm. So I think last month we got like 24. But before that, um, we got way less. Well, we also wasn't really live. But um, 30 feels you, really good for how do you where feel we're at about now. Without sharing any numbers necessarily, how do you feel about your conversion rate from trials to paid so far? From trials to paid, I feel really good. Um, and I think the reason is just that we let people build the form and set up everything like you can mm. you can really do all the work without becoming a customer so you only really you only really start a trial when you want to click the publish button so mm. typically when i see a stripe notification in slack i go to i go to our dashboard to see uh, the form that they created and it's unpublished because if i do it in the moment because they were they literally just put in their credit card but then like as you know, 30 seconds later, I refreshed the page and it's live because they, they finished the payment process and then they went back and published the form. Mm -hmm. So it's typically when they're about to share it somewhere or put it Got on it. their website or something so like that. As long as that form makes it to the sea yeah. <laughs> and, and, and is out there surviving in what, seven days, 14 days? Seven then, days. Yeah. So as long as they're we have their credit card. We're yeah. like, they have a, a live form, like, yeah, kind of like to, the stars are aligned, hopefully at that point. 
yeah, they'd have to be done. It's really their conversion moment. Submissions in seven days and not want any of the data anymore, you know, and go yeah. through the work of canceling. So yeah, that that you're right. That kind of is the conversion moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Well then we just delay case, I think we just delay charging them so they still have a chance to like actually try it. Mm-hmm. And it's just lower friction. It's like we it, you're almost a customer, but not quite. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well. And I was even saying, hey, we'll give you your money back, you'd probably have more people resistant to like, well, I don't want to go through the work of asking for a refund. No, that just sucks, by right? It. I guess just Yeah. Yeah. Um, and seven, you don't feel seven good as good. the person asking for your money back, but canceling yeah. a trial is like, you know, it's part of the deal. Like, That's right. More, and I, like natural way. I don't think you'd gain a lot by sure. I was going to say if it was 14 days, you could probably get away with seven. I think seven is like a nice, happy number of a week. I ripped off yes. Derek. <laughs> like with everything hey, when, else. When in doubt, <laughs> when in doubt, do it Savvy Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Totally. <laughs> I mean, so, good um, for him. it does <laughs> at least some <laughs> of those trials are converting. So, yeah. um, there's actually 11 active trials right now when I look in Stripe, which, um, nice. feels really good. Cause it's like just MRR waiting <laughs> to be realized. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started to see churn a little bit. So I, I try not to think about churn right now because I mean, it is really a little bit, but some like some like one month like the numbers might get a little inflated because the numbers is, is still small numbers right so it's hard to really know what churn is yet but um i really try not to look at it because we're not really doing anything to prevent churn like we don't like we have several customers right now where their credit card or isn't working or whatever but i don't like that's it's just not a priority for me right now to fix that or optimize that like that's an optimization mm. problem that i don't worry about right now and we don't do any dunning. We don't do any, like we don't ask people right now even why they churned. Like it's it's just not something we are concerned with right now. Like so, I actually I try to look less at MRR right now because I hate that I can get a new customer and then lose another customer and then it kind of like erases the one that I just got when it really didn't. Because the thing that counts right now is our ability to drive people into the product and become customers then later on we can worry about people leaving the product because that's mm-hmm. that's a completely different problem mm-hmm. and there's no it it's not helpful like it it's the mrr like going back to zero basically because or zeroed out zeros out because someone canceled like it doesn't mean anything about like our top of funnel it doesn't tell us any, anything right more. so i it, it's difficult not to look at the mrr but actually the the tri- new trials is actually what I try to look at every day right now. Cool. Yeah, clear, clear metric. Yeah. Another thing I'm noticing is people like we seem to be having a much more like a, a quick time to value basically when people sign up. So got new tr- two new trials today and both of them like I saw the I get an email when they when they create an account and they fill out our onboarding survey and then it was like minutes before they became customers and mm. um because of wow. templates and huh. um one of them actually wasn't a template but he'd seen someone else use reform in a way that he wanted to basically uh, he was inspired by right so he didn't have a template but he had a reference so it was quick for him to kind of like rebuild what they had and go nice. live and um 
That's great. Yeah, that's, you know, the whole thing about the blank slate that you just talked about. But we're really seeing that working out. Like templates is probably the best thing we build, right? It's And it was so yeah. easy to build as well. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, it, just, it just makes me more excited or anxious just to get ours out there. That's, yeah. That's great. I mean, and your templates is so... Yeah, it's delightful because you've got so many then ways of helping a person just get more value out of it, realize that, I mean, I totally buy the story yeah. that people are sending forms they wouldn't have otherwise because of you. And so you become more than a forms provider. You become a, you know, sort of we're your partners to help you more frequently and more effectively kind of query or survey your customers or yeah. engage with them or whatever. That's a, it's a high value relationship compared to here's a form. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cool, Someone tweeted the other day and I, I retweeted it, but they, uh, they were using Laravel and in Laravel, there's something called blade, which you used for like, uh, as like a template in engine. Hmm. And they wrote, they tweeted that they built a blade component for reform so they could quote add reform everywhere in their app and it just made me so excited it's like yeah i think i send that to you and daring is like product user fit question mark. i know right it's like, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wherever i want to put reform i can put reform it's like now whoa. it's even more easy it's <laughs> great um congrats it really feels like we're finding some strong user fit uh like it's the same thing with the quick time to value like people like it feels like people are reaching out for this tool and it just kind of like works the way that it expected they expect it to work and they mm -hmm. they like it and they start mm -hmm. using it and it's just really exciting to see and it's as you also mentioned last time we recorded like it's slowly like it's slowly helping on the imposter syndrome it's kind of like mm -hmm. you know easing that a little bit yeah 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 i it's i just had a feeling go <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, like this gut feeling of, I think for me, what helps with imposter syndrome is yes, customers, but then also all of those, like I just got a one page email from somebody yesterday. Hey puppy. <laughs> that, I don't know if you heard this chain. Um, <laughs> I got a, like a one page uh, email from somebody with all these bullet points. And it was, um, hey, here's all the things I found when trying out the product for the first time. And it was like a little bit gut-wrenching because you're like oh my gosh they found all these things but then nothing cures imposter syndrome at least for me more than going through each of those bullets and just either like fixing them or patching them or addressing them or whatever and then kind of moving setting aside and going wow you know like the product is it's better now and no yeah. one, no one else is ever going to find those issues you know it's it's better right and it almost feels like my confidence is really a lot of times based on or maybe suffers from my knowledge of the product at such a deep level where I know there's like these little things that you can and find. And your job you is to worry about the bad things. Look hard enough. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, exactly. So, I, so I'm like intimately aware of these little things that aren't quite what they should be. And that uh, yeah, it affects my confidence. And you can say like, oh, why don't you just go attack those things? I don't always know what they are until somebody finds them, you know, and then somebody does and I'm like, I fix them. And so I feel like I'm on this positive loop at least right now of people find stuff, I fix it, I come out feeling more confident and, you know, it's 
it's a it's a positive feedback loop at least but anyway that's that's that, where that's where we were two months ago like hmm. no one became a customer before we fixed something for them oh yeah 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 but now like they're becoming customer in like three minutes or something like that yeah we're we're kind of in both worlds so we have people who so jane portman tweeted out the other day which was really awesome thank you jane uh Hey, I just tried out you summit. Don't know why it took so long. I love it. Lots of O's, uh, exclamation point. And it was like, yeah, you know, and so, and she had a little bit of friction, she has some friction in onboarding, but she figured it out and then she got into it and she really loved it. And, um, and then like, yeah, the person who sends me the email, which is our goal right now is that activation because we, we, are, we feel happy. That's like our trials. If somebody activates and becomes a regular user, their conversion rate is good. Um, but then we have stuff like the email that I got this weekend, which is like, okay, you didn't, you didn't have that experience. But the person bothered to write a one-page email with screenshots in it. Like, that's yeah. pretty nice. So, <laughs> yeah, tells you something, I guess. You know. Um, yeah, and the worst thing is when you have a product that no one cares about. That's right. Death you, by you, there's ones. literally nothing you can fix <laughs> or I mean, tweak. You know. Yeah. They don't even care if this works well. It's like, yeah. Even if this worked great, oh, great. <laughs> I, I still wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the fact that, yeah, I, I am that way. I tend to give a lot of feedback. Maybe they're all this way. I tend to give a lot of feedback to companies like, you know, Stripe, for example, or even Chargebee or other products that I use a lot that I just like, guys, you're killing me. Like, this could be so much better. And it's because yeah. I actually, I actually believe in it, you know. So yeah, mindset, man, mindset. Continuing on the traction yeah, stuff, I what's guess. What's next for you guys? I'm uh I'm running some marketing experiments that I mentioned last time as well. But um, so we we were experimenting with an affiliate program, and we mm -hmm. actually got our first uh, referred customer Insert from applause. the affiliate, uh, which was really <laughs> exciting. Awesome. It, uh, the 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 affiliate that we signed up. Uh, he was going to send out an email newsletter last week that I was just, I was anxiously waiting <laughs> to see how yeah. it would go. And he, in his, in the email, he kind of showcased reform a little bit as part of a, a, a bigger topic basically, but as, as part of, as a, as a tool in his toolbox when he was doing a specific thing. And, um, and just like what the first time he mentioned reform, it was a link, which was the affiliate link. So it wasn't like click this big button here to sign up for reform and get you know a month free or something. Like it's just really subtle um, mm -hmm. link, and uh, that got us a customer, and that made me really exciting because, I mean, to him, it's not gonna make any difference to him. Like mm -hmm. it's not gonna make him a ton of money or anything like that. Sure, but it's just a little kernel. Of something that's working yeah you if you were approaching this and i'm not saying you aren't but like to approach this very scientifically it's like if you had this theory that well no one you know no one's going to affiliates not going to work affiliate marketing won't work or that no one's going to do this you just invalidated that you're like no for at least some yeah. people they will and it does and that's okay you don't know the scale yet but who cares the plumbing works <laughs> it works yeah and he's in like yeah. 30 people or something like that it's very easy for someone with his reach to send like 300 people instead if he really wanted to. Sure. And then it's starting to make more financial sense to him as well. So yeah. he's, I haven't talked to him actually since, but 
I hope that he also like sees it as like a little kernel of something that's working, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, follow follow up with him. I'm sure you already have. Yeah. Uh, see if you can. And then the beautiful thing is, on your side, you get to multiply the him by some number, which yeah, <laughs> which is not small. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. And then the yeah. the cool thing that happened today was that someone else actually. Um, became a customer and they used the technique that this affiliate has had shared in his newsletter so i just assumed that they were um referred by him but then realized that they they weren't tagged as being referred by him and i actually started worrying that the tracking didn't work so i i actually asked him about it um and he so he told me that he actually he's so basically he saw what someone referred by the affiliate had built and wanted that for himself. Whoa. So now we're like yeah. three level of people <laughs> I haven't, you know, yes. recruited to sell Great. reform. They're kind of doing my work in the sense. It's huge. And that is just really exciting. Like that's, you know, it's strangers signing up and it's, um, oh, it's so good. you know, other people like talking about it. So yeah. 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 Enabling, I think that's the key to growth in for many companies, like enabling people outside of you to promote, sell, and implement your tool, your thing. Yeah. Because it scales the, I mean, scales the marketing gets scaled. Um, and just proving that this can work is valuable because it, yeah, maybe it's not affiliate marketing, but just the fact that, you know, the, the, the person becoming a customer doesn't didn't sign up because the other person got a commission like that's not why they signed up they just signed up because someone recommended it right so but just the fact that someone can recommend reform or talk about it or share how they use it or just use it and other people see it and want it for themselves and then they become a customer that's really strong and it's it's powerful and then there are ways to scale that oh absolutely i mean (laughs) this is a uh, well-worn path and I'm excited you're excited you tried it out now um, and it's working already. So you were using you're using a rewardful for the affiliate. Yeah. Piece. Cool. How much how it's long a, did that take? It's a take cool to... product but it's sort of hate love so okay. far to be honest. <laughs> I was going to ask like how long did it take to go from nothing to it working or sending out links? probably a few hours i had to rework oh, okay. some code okay few they, they do a few hours plus the knowledge of how love. your billing code works um okay yeah because their whole thing is like you need to send this to a developer but in my opinion like they didn't share the information that a developer would need to actually implement it unless okay. they're using ruby and rails in a very specific way and mm. we're not using ruby and rails we're using php and mm. we're using it in a different way that they were apparently using it in their test example and they only have one example so didn't love that but rewardful takes care of the uh splitting your revenue and sending that percentage to the right person that's the they hook up to stripe and they watch all the transactions in there okay got it which is why you can't just use you know tracking codes i think it's by far the best out there like if you ever wanted to do this you should probably just use that yeah Um, but you'll realize quickly that the only plan that really works is their most expensive one, which is like 80 bucks a month. Okay. Because the other ones aren't really good for anything. 
Okay. Because your Just... snippet will get blocked by ad blockers and stuff like that because you can't use your own domain and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Got it. Proof of concept at best. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to commit to like paying 80 bucks a month to even give it a fair try, I'd say. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, another thing we're trying is sponsoring a podcast. So um, yeah, we'll see the people. I won't share which one yet, but uh, okay, you will let it to be <laughs> a surprise in it's... this fishbowl of a community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think probably a lot of our listeners will listen to this podcast as well. Joe Rogan, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's it's uh, it's it's smaller than our podcast uh, in terms of audience, but again, like. I, th- I think it's a good deal, like what they charge charge me for it. And we're going to sponsor it for two months and it's a weekly show. So we're going to like eight ads or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we, I, it's not going to take us very, lo- very much to break even on this. But even if we weren't like, it doesn't really, you know, the, the number of listeners that they have is the only thing I need that for is to calculate the conversion rate. I don't I don't expect this to like be super needle moving or anything like that. I'm just curious yeah. what it works like if we sponsor a podcast. So it doesn't really matter. Like as long as I have enough listeners that I can expect at least like someone to convert. Mm-hmm. Now, how would uh, you do, uh, is there a way or have you built in any attribution? I thought about using Rewardful actually for it, but I think I'm going to do what I've, I know that Derek is doing because you know if it's good enough for derek (laughs) see previous comment (laughs) maya's friend i think it's maya's friend i'm going to share a story i don't know if you can hear me now in the background but she was on a some a bus or something in i think canada and uh, they were there was an american tourist there and they were talking about english versus french i think and uh, so she just overheard this and she heard the american person say well if english is good enough for jesus good enough for me Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I always think oh, of that. No further comment. Yes. Um, but yeah, if it's good right. enough for Derek, it's good it's enough good for enough me. For and he's, <laughs> what he's doing is basically he has just a, a, a specific landing page that they send people to. And um, it's the same, I think it's the same, at least for me, it's going to be the same landing page, but with a mm-hmm. different like call to action banner in mm-hmm. the top of the page. But it's okay. just going to, so in my analytics, I can see that this URL got traffic. traffic and then it's sure. also going to be a coupon, which serves two purposes for, you know, tracking conversions and mm-hmm. incentivizing people to sign up. Cool. Become a customer, like one month free kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a cheap test, in my opinion, um, what we're paying for it. So, yeah, we're paying 750 bucks for two months. <laughs> which is uh pretty damn cheap so why not yeah cool and i i don't expect it to do a lot but i i expect to learn from it and that's kind of like how i evaluated it we i was just about to say we've never done or even considered ads for this but we at one point thought about maybe there could be like a premium subscription version there was a there's a while there where everyone's talking about the premium podcast yeah subscription but anyway make <laughs> reminds me um but we don't we we don't even have like opening intro music i think we're a ways away from from ads but 
Uh, if you're listening to this, we have intro uh, music. Really want to? Oh, I just sort of meant the uh, the cold open. The fact that we don't introduce ourselves oh. or anything. You're right. Yeah, we have the music, but we don't have like a. We don't have like a hype we person. Are. We we do who An we MC. are once every hundred episodes. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, that's our thing. Yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. I hope it, we, um, excited to hear it when it comes out. Yeah, me too. Fun. We did something as well um, that I think I mentioned on the last episode as well about doing these wait lists for the for the different integrations that we want to offer eventually. Right, just right. to gauge the interest, basically. I I'm so glad we did that. People, first of all, people love the idea, so it's become a way that people have like people have signed up to Reform to do the same thing for their app, mm-hmm. and also. This has been really helpful to get an idea about what people want, actually, and um, get some more context because you can ask, like, why do you want Zapier? Like, what do you need it for? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to hear people mention, uh, you know, other products in the community that they want to hook Reform up to, like Savikel and ZipMessage and tools like that. So um, I'm excited to start working on those. And... Um, yeah, I mean, if you have a SaaS app and you don't do this, you should strongly consider it. The, I, I we also inspired the team at uh, Fathom Analytics actually on their roadmap. They, they kind of just swapped their roadmap page, or I don't even know if they had one before, but they kind of just put a reform there that just asks like, what what features are you waiting for? And yeah. uh, it makes it very clear that they aren't going to promise anything, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. At least there was a little mail slot to drop your letter into. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here it go. Bunk. How was your experience with Reform today? Yeah. Um, yeah, so all that stuff is really exciting. We've been doing a lot of product stuff as well. I don't know if there's anything in particular I want to mention there. Um, on the personal front, the my son, if you can believe it, is turning a year this week. Wow. Which is insane. Yeah. And... Uh, that it also is. means that my wife's maternity leave is going to end after this week. Hmm. And, but we're, so basically we've made the decision to um, have him at home and not send him to daycare, which is what 99% of people do in Denmark okay. um, because we can. So, but it's going to require like a bit of an insane schedule to pull it off for both of us. So, um, Basically, it means that several days we're going to, I'm going to get up really early, like 4 a.m. and try to get my work day done before 10, which is where his first nap is during the day. Uh-huh. And we've done this like once in a while when um, if my wife were going to do something during the day, I would just move my day <laughs> to really mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoy getting up early and just, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, it is, so, you are going to be tired and it's going to be a long day, but the the feeling of like being almost done at 10 oh, a.m. is insane. feeling accomplished at 9 or 10 a.m. is glorious. Yeah. You're like, it what, is like it's what worth should I trying. do with my afternoon? I mean, it's basically like a Saturday now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. With a one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Saturday with a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Not like yeah, an old but I mean, that's just, Saturday. It's really a, it's a hack. Yeah, you're, but it is also a little bit of a loan because you're going to be very tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be a challenge. Um, but at the same time, I'm really got, glad that we get to at least try it yeah. and spend the day with him. So yeah, 
Y'all are adaptable. I'm sure you'll adapt. <laughs> yeah, what you feel sure. and look like is one thing, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I already I don't sleep a lot already. Like the yeah. the days are just not long enough right now. So, <laughs> uh, well, take... yeah, just prioritize. <laughs> sleep when you get old, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I can sleep in now for the first time in years. Um, it's been like this for a little while because the kids are all, you know, I, I think you measure them in milestones. Like, will they hurt themselves if you're not looking directly at them? That's like a milestone, you know? Yeah. If you don't know where they are at this exact moment, should you be concerned? You know, and then eventually, yeah. like, can they feed themselves breakfast? You're a long way from that, but, you know. The cur- the the <laughs> curve of, like, how much can he hurt himself is is still rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to, yeah, you're, you're not through the worst part yet. Yeah, I think that peaks around, like, three, four, maybe, two or three or four, and then they start to get some sense of danger at four or five. They did but... spoon... F- he spoon fed himself this morning, which was nice. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. See? And then another thing that he's <laughs> with, there's a, a Scottish song that we sang recently. Mm-hmm. And then there, <laughs> there's part of it that he just, he, he just mimics, which is so much, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so now he just does it all day. And, <laughs> but actually that's great. it makes me really happy because he's in tune when he does it. Oh, and you okay. could do it in different tunes and he'll do it in the same tune like he's like a parrot okay <laughs> so for someone as myself like that plays a lot of music or used to play a lot of music yeah i'm i'm hopeful that's great that's great cool man yeah well yeah so uh more uh, more of that i'm gonna spend more more of my days with him which i'm also excited about it's great man enjoy it yeah they grew up so fast right that's right <laughs> 50 minutes, shall we call it? Yeah, let's do it. I have a meeting with a lawyer. Uh-oh. Fun. Have fun. <laughs> See you, Peter. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.